Let's look at injuries around the NBA. All 30 teams. Can we do it in under 30 minutes? Probably not. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and engine engine number nine on the New York transit line. What a lovely lullaby. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball on TikTok at redrock underscore bball and on Instagram. Where am I? Locked on Fantasy Basketball. That's the Instagram. God, Jesus Christ. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets if you place a $5 bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked on Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Be a double banger here on this MLK day. Um, Listen on the audio, watch the video. And when you are here on the video, well, you know what to do. You thumb it up. You ring a bell, you leave a comment, and you subscribe. And go check out the Live Trade Deadline Show Thursday, February the 8th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going live. We want we want thousands. We want 20,000 people in there. That is a lofty goal that I'm almost definitely not going to hit. But let's hope so, yeah? You can even be a real kind person and tell all of your league mates, hey, everyone come watch the Trade Deadline Show with Josh. It'll be a fun time. Um, I'm sure you won't, but if you did, you'd be even more than double banger. You'd be an absolute legend. Let's look at these teams across the NBA, 30, um, 30 teams, injuries we've got to look at, and I'm not going to come out in here and tell you that injuries are pretty low this week. They're much higher than they've been the last couple of weeks, because I am an honest person like that. Um, but not a huge, well, we've been talking a lot of injuries the last couple of days, mainly focused on one team in um, in Tennessee, but we'll uh, we'll get to them a little bit later. Let's start with your Atlanta Hawks. Not a lot going on there. DeAndre Hunter's knee injury should have him back at some point this week. A lot of these return dates, of course, are me uh, they're all they're all me projecting it and trying to read between the lines and listen, but the teams don't tell us anything most of the time. So we're getting close to the end of that initial time frame for DeAndre Hunter. So maybe he can return Wednesday. They've also got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, so don't be shocked if maybe he comes back on the Saturday there. Mo Gay's out. He's been a back injury for a while. He doesn't matter. Vic Krejci, he does to me, but not to fantasy. Vic Krejci with a shoulder and Wes Matthews with a calf. These are just the back-end roster players. I bet you didn't even know Vic Krejci was back on the Hawks. Wes Matthews with a calf. He's sort of in and out, but then they just play the other Matthews. They've got they've got you know two-for-one special there, and none of that matters. When Hunter comes back, then I'm very certain that Sadiq Bey won't be a 12-team league player. The only injury at the moment in Boston is Jalen Brown, who they did um, take out of the game for MLK. Did I did talk about this yesterday. I said that they've sat a bunch of different players over this period of time, and Jalen's the one who hasn't, Also, and Derek White. So maybe White's got a rest coming up here against... Well, he won't do it against his former team. Oh, they play the Spurs Wednesday, the Nuggets Friday. So maybe White doesn't get that back to all that, that game off. But this was expected. They're saying it's a knee problem. I, I think he's back for their next game. Uh, Jalen Browns, I think it should be okay in that situation. For the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons. I am still getting people asking me, hey, yeah, dude, what do we do with Ben Simmons? You don't rely on him. That's what you do. I've got a return date set there at the 23rd of January. But who knows? Honestly, we hear these little nebulous reports. Hey, he's going to be doing some two-on-twos, and then we don't hear anything for a bit. So I'll just say that he's out this week. Maybe he's back next week, but I don't care. Until I see him on the court and playing 28 minutes, then I'll make a move. 
I, I, don't, I don't care. You should have dropped him weeks ago. I got Dayron Sharp out until about the end of January with that knee issue. We're seeing Trended Watford play into the backup center role, and he's useful enough for deeper leagues. Just keep an eye if they ever change that. Or this team is prime for a blow-up as well. So are the Hawks, by the way. I've got so many things I could say about the Hawks. A lot of it I'm not really willing to broadcast at this point, but just be aware that there is stuff happening in Atlanta for sure. And we just watched the way they played against the Wizards on the weekend. And in Brooklyn, I wouldn't be surprised there is a blow-up and keeping an eye on a uh, Noah Clowney even is someone just, just, to, just to watch there. The Charlotte Hornets, I have foolishly listed a return date for Mark Williams. I am doubtful that it's accurate, but who knows? They play Wednesday, and then they've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. So he's not going to play the back-to-back. We know that. So maybe he plays on the Saturday against the Sixers. But who knows, man? They told us that weak timetable. He's been also been doubtful, by the way, since the beginning of November. Then they gave us that time frame. Um, maybe he's back. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Gordon Haywood, I've got another two games out for him, so maybe the 20th for his return. But they've given us no update on that outside of telling us it's a calf strain. I guessed the time frame on this. I think I'm going to end up being close to correct. Like it's a three to three week-ish sort of an injury. We'll find out. Uh, Brandon Miller has missed, uh, well, he left the game on Friday early, didn't play on Sunday. They said it's day-to-day, but they lie, so I don't know. Brandon Miller's dealing with a back contusion after that fall against the Spurs. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy anyway, so I don't think you need to hold on there. While Frankie Nilakina hasn't played all season, he was officially upgraded to questionable last game, but I am very, very certain that it does not matter. For the Chicago Bulls, the only real significant injury there is um, Pat Williams, who missed... The last game with an ankle problem, that saw a big boost for minutes for Ayo Desumu. So Desumu's minutes went 16, 16, 16, 29 without Williams. So that's the stream option there if Pat is out. And we've got Tory Craig out until probably the All-Star break. That second of uh, or 22nd of February is basically first game back after the All-Star. You'll see that listed for a number of different players. And then old mate Honorop Batim with that nose fracture. He's still out. I don't even know. Has he played a single second all season? I think he might have. Oh, the big fella Honorop, Turkish legend. For the Cavs, Cavs, we might get Darius Garland back this week. At the moment, I'm projecting him back next Monday, the 22nd of January. But it is possible that he returns on the Saturday against the Hawks. We're getting really close to that time frame. This all adds up to a return. I don't know exactly if that's going to be the case, but I'm expecting him back soon. And then when he's back, the streaming value of Sam Merrill drops. Um, the value of Karis LeVert drops there as well. Evan Mobley, we're looking at all-star break, I would say, with his knee injury. That's the 22nd of February is the date I've put there. The winner soldier, Max Struess, left the game in Paris early, Paddy, early, and he's questionable for the game on Monday. I do think he's a hold, even though his production's been pretty rough. And Milk has been out forever with zero update on his ankle. And I don't know when he's coming back, so I just made up a date of the 26th of January. But I, I this man could be dead. For all I know, because the Cavs... Do they even have him on the roster still? Maybe I'm imagining this and they've just waved him and I don't know about it. Is he even there? This is one of the worst updated injuries of all time. And there's a lot of those. There's a lot of bad injuries and bad updates, but that's one of the worst. But who cares? It's milk. The Dallas Mavericks. Luka is out today. Um, Derek Jones is out today. And Dante Exum is out today. We don't have anything further on that. I would think there's a chance for Luka to return Wednesday against the Lakers. He's missed the last two games. I was worried about Luka with like quad issues and hip issues. Maybe his quad. Kyrie had the quad issue uh, in the, the hip issue, sorry, in the preseason. Uh, through the season, I said there's a lot happening here. He's limping around a lot. And then it was an ankle that's taken him out here. 
I hope it's okay. He's had many ankle problems over his career that never gets mentioned for some reason. He's never talked about it being made of glass or having needing ankle braces or whatever, but he seems to have a ankle injury that costs him one to two weeks every season. And maybe we're in the middle of that now. There is yeah, They play Lakers-Warriors Wednesday, Friday, and then Celtics Monday, Suns Wednesday. So they are going to need him. Maybe not for Lakers-Warriors, but they need him back. So we'll see what happens there. Derek Jones has missed the last... Uh, well, just today, sorry. With the first game, he's out with a calf contusion. There's a chance for Wednesday. Well, Exum has now missed. This will be his seventh straight game out with that plantar fascia issue. No one's holding Dante Exum in 10s or 12s, I hope. Probably even not 14-team leagues. I'll be happy to move on there. In good news, Derek Lively is back for the Mavericks today. So if he is sitting on your waiver wire, you can go ahead and, uh, and add him. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2023 is done. What a year. It's finished. 2024 is here. That doesn't mean you need to make sweeping changes to your life. You need to just build on the good things that happened in 2023, the small changes that you made instead of trying to do sweeping huge things because sometimes extreme resolutions can be bad. Therapy helps you find the small things, helps you find the good things and can help you direct you into ways of improving with long lasting change. That's what therapy is able to do. It's not just one of those things where they say, hmm, are you sad? Let's make you not sad. That's not what therapy is all about. There's a part of that, but it's about making sustainable long-term changes to your life. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. If you're entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want and you don't click with that therapist, you can switch at any point. Because who wants to divulge things to someone they don't like? No one. You can sit there going, oh, this guy's an idiot. I'm not going to tell him anything. And you're just wasting everybody's time. Therapists know this. So if you just say, yeah, look, this isn't working, they'll go, Thanks for your time. Let's get someone else in and you do that free of charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are rolling. Two more games today, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Win or lose, just place a $5 bet and you get your bonus bets. What an easy deal that is. FanDuel's making it too easy to get those bonus bets. You put $5 in, you win, you lose, who cares? You get those bonus bets in and then you can go check out all the different ways the app is easy to use. You can check out their live same game parlays. You can check out the explore tab where there are bet options. Plus, of course, the vaunted, the the expected, the amazing parlay hub. And in that parlay hub, you can do so many different things. Unfortunately, all of them involve parlays, but you can do them. They've got parlays presented by others. You can build your own parlays. You can build off someone else's parlay and turn it into your own parlay. And some might call that a parlay squared. I don't, but some might. Check out the parlay hub over on Fangio. Go to fangio.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, next team, easy team. It is the Denver Nuggets, and it is just Julian Strouder. We've just got him out for the rest of this month with this knee problem. They said it would be a little while. He's only a small part of the rotation anyway, and it's not going to impact most people um, from a fantasy perspective, so we're okay there. The Detroit Pistons are a little bit more significant in terms of injuries. We've got Cade out at least for the rest of this week. We should hopefully get an update towards the end of this week on his um, knee injury. And I wouldn't be surprised if that pushes out at least another week and we get him returning in February, but... I don't know that at this stage. Boyan Bogdanovich missed a bunch of time early in the season with a calf issue. Now he's missed Friday and ruled out Monday. Uh Uh-oh, not good. 
Not good. They are starting um, Kevin Knox, again, amazingly, in the year of um, our Lord LeBron James 2024. Oh, you can't be a LeBron stan, you bronsexual. <laughs> Leave a comment. Leave a comment below. Tell how much I hate LeBron. Um, Kevin Knox is starting. And that actually, he played 35 minutes last game. That's actually streamable. Again, I cannot believe that I say this because I've never seen a player look worse through parts of his NBA career. Well, I have. He plays for this team. And I say that he plays for this team and you don't actually know which player I'm talking about. There's a there's a top 10 pick on this team who's played worse through his career and you still don't know who I'm talking about. Is it James Wiseman? Is it Killian Hayes? Is it both? Is it neither? Is it Schrodinger's draft bust? Who knows? Anyway, Kevin Knox is an interesting stream guy while Boyan is out. And of course, while Kate is out, we do go to Jaden Ivey um, and then we go to Killian Hayes behind him. And unfortunately, we just never see Asar Thompson. Be interesting to see if they use Gallinari or Mascala at all. I'd be pretty surprised if they did. But also, Monty Williams doesn't know that Jaden Ivey is a point guard. So yeah, uh, anything that's going to happen with that team is not going to surprise us anymore. The Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green returns today. So we'll get an idea of that rotation. It'll confuse the shit out of us basically every game, I am certain. Um, what we don't have, though, is Chris Paul back. And we've got Chris Paul set out until around the beginning of February, 7th of February with his hand fracture. I don't think it's really worth holding Chris Paul if you don't have the IR slot to do it. Moses Moody has a calf strain. He's missed the last two. He's going to miss at least the next two. There is a chance he returns Friday. Calf strains are not easy to return from. A week seems really small. I would expect another week for Moody out, unfortunately, after that, but I'm not going to project it at this point to that area. He'd come off the back of two like 20-point scoring games in a row. His overall game is relatively empty from a fantasy point of view at this point in his career, so I don't think we need to be holding or stashing while Gaz Payton is out for uh, the rest of this month, I'm guessing, with a hamstring strain. This is like coming off that calf tear, which cost me about a week apparently and now a hamstring strain the man's body unfortunately doesn't seem suited uh, at the age of 30 I think he is to the NBA he just goes too hard and he's uh, it's the Alex Caruso Gary Payton Jalen Suggs we are unbelievable guard defenders but we just go too hard and we can't hold up situation Suggs knock on wood has been okay this season Caruso has been better but yeah it's not it's not a great archetype for longevity and reliability unfortunately in Houston, there's only one bloke there at the moment that we're worried about, and that is Tari Eason, who I'm just going to rule out for this week. They play a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. I guess there's a chance he returns on Sunday, but obviously there are complications from the stress reaction in his leg that has caused him now to miss one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This will be his eighth game out on Monday, and it's probably going to extend to a 10-11 game absence. I don't think you need to hold on to Tari Eason. Um, Dylan Brooks is streamable with him out, and Cam Whitmore obviously has a bit of stream value, but more for 14-team leagues. Diniana Paces. I do have Tyrese Halliburton out until the 30th of January. There was some footage of him there out practicing, um, moving around okay, like very slowly, obviously. And there was the initial two-week re-evaluation. So that two-week re-evaluation is going to occur around the 24th of January. That's two weeks from the injury. Well, actually, that's not true. That's two weeks from the first missed game, which is around the time we heard about that injury anyway. So yeah, it's around the 24th of January. And then I'm pushing another week onto that. So basically the end of this month for Halliburton. But don't be surprised if we come back from the end of that reevaluation and they say there's 10 more days, two more weeks to go. I'm just putting another week onto the end of it at this point. We're still going with McConnell over Nempard, but we've got to watch the minutes. They're unfortunately not playing those guys together, which does limit some of the uh, the upside there. Even though it's very clear that the team is way better with McConnell out there than Nempard, I just I don't know what Carlos is in Nempard at all. But whatever, that's where we're at with that. So just watch that. Still holding both in preference with McConnell. Nick Smith missed the last game with a shin issue. Um, he is still questionable for Monday's game. And Bruce Brown has just popped up as questionable as well. Now, Brown played 34 minutes in the game yesterday. So I'm guessing this is 
the back-to-back issue with his knee. And I think we should be worried about Brown on the back-to-backs. They've got a Thursday, Friday as well coming up this week. And he does appear to be sitting some back-to-back. So just keep an eye on him. If Neesmith is out, that helps Heald. It helps Toppen. And if Brown is on top out on there, there's Mathurin Heald, Toppen, um, even Jordan Wara for deeper leagues. He, we know that man doesn't, uh, doesn't mind taking a shot. For the LA Clippers, we saw yesterday that very, very late scratch. It was Ivica Zubats who was out. I am going to list Zubats out for Tuesday as well. Actually, I've listed him doubtful for Tuesday as well. It's calf tightness, they're calling it. Yeah, look, if that ends up being a strain, then he will be out for two weeks, I'm guessing, but they're not at that spot yet. So what Ty Lu said basically was, you know, it's some t- tightness that cropped up, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, we've got like five days off until our game um, in, on Sunday against Brooklyn, meaning that they, if they just sit him on the Tuesday against the Thunder, that'll give him over a week to rest it. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. That does boost Russell Westbrook up a lot. We saw it last game. And on Tuesday, you can definitely stream Westbrook in. So all of you Westbrook holders are completely justified that you're going to get a big game from him on Tuesday. Well done for holding him for uh, 12 weeks to wait for that. Musa Diabete dealing with a hand issue, but he is not going to play basically ever. So we don't need to worry about that one at all. The Lakers, D'Angelo Russell has popped up on the injury report after he went bananas last game. He scored well. He had 41 minutes and he is um, now questionable with an illness. How they run their rotation, I'm not really sure with him. Like the, his minutes, 41, 27, 17, 31. Injured, 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 20, 29. I don't know. And I remain I remain unconvinced that he's going to be traded to a team and plays 35 minutes a night and is this awesome elite option. But I could be wrong. You just might value D'Lo different to me. And other GMs might as well. I, I, do th- I think he's gone. I think there's no way he's on this team. But where does he go? Does he go to the Bulls in exchange for Zach Levine? And then he would play, like, would he start over Kobe White? No. Would he start over Alex Caruso? No. Would they go White, Caruso, DeRozan, Williams? Yes. And D'Lo's off the bench. And how does that help him? Mm. Anyway, you can hold if you want. I'm not going to bother with the nonsense of Anthony Davis and LeBron James on this injury report because they're not true. Um, Although that's a little bit unfair because LeBron did miss the last game with his ankle. He's officially questionable for Monday. He's definitely playing. Don't worry. Gabe Vincent's out for weeks there. We've got him back around the All-Star break with a knee. And then Cam Reddish, who just keeps... He's, he'd left... He'd, Alex Caruso, had actually, uh, Cam Reddish. He'd left three games in a row early. One of them was a face issue. Face issue. The other two were knee soreness. Now they've ruled him out for about a week or so. And I'm just hoping when he comes back, he's not a part of the rotation and Max Christie gets that role. This is where we get really serious. We're talking Memphis because there are a million guys out. In fact, I couldn't even fit Brandon Clark on there. And I would suggest that we don't really see Clark play this season. Given where the year is, there's no point rushing him back super early. They might bring him back in March or April just to sort of get some games under him, the way that the Pacers did with Paul George a few years ago when he didn't really need to come back, but he played like 20 minutes a game for seven or eight games down the stretch of that season. Actually, I think it was exactly six games to see what he could do. And I think that might happen with the Clarks. I'm not rushing to stash him. But what we did here is that, well, Jaron Jackson's still officially questionable for Monday. He didn't play Saturday on the back-to-back. I... I don't think there's any way you can trade him away, honestly. But if I could, I there is no way to me that he is lasting all season. He has already had many multi, multiple lower body injuries in his career. He's got this knee contusion allegedly now as well. You cannot trade him for a top 10, of course. You can't trade him for a top 20. You can't trade him for a top 30. Probably can't trade him for a top 40. This might be one of those rare situations where it seems like it's a sell low, but a top 60 is better than a zero. I'm not certain on that. I'm usually not a person who's like all doom and gloom. Everyone's sitting down and, and shutting down. And people are like, you love to, to talk about a shutdown and all that sort of stuff. When usually that's like, people would say that Desmond Bain shut down. No, he just tore the shit out of his ankle ligament. That's not fake. That's a real injury. 
as for Jaron, like I'm just looking on the Yahoo trade market. Like Jaron Jackson traded for Brandon Ingram. Yes, like I would do that immediately. Jaron Jackson and John Collins for Anthony Davis. Well, that's obviously stealing. Um, Jaron and Cam Johnson for Miles Turner and Mikael Bridges. Yes, immediately. Jaron for Nurkic and Simons. Probably would do that, even though Simons is at risk end of season two. Jaron and Jeremy Grant for Nick Claxton and Vince Williams. Probably. Jaron and Jalen Brown for Bobby Portis and Larry Markin. Don't know about that one. Uh, Jaron and Giannis for Shea and Tyler Hero. I don't really understand that one, but I would take the Shea side without a question. Uh, Jaron for Nurkic and Ananobi, probably yes. Jaron straight up for Miles Turner, yes. Jaron straight up for Nick Claxton, yes. So the trade's going down. So apparently you can trade him. I would do it. If I, I would do it. I don't know. You'll lose in the short term, but I would do it. Anyway, I've got Des Bain, 22nd of March. And you will say, Josh, we are sitting here on the 14th or 15th, the 15th of January, and they said that Desmond Bain will be reevaluated in six weeks. And six weeks there is basically the 1st of March. So what are you talking about? What I am talking about is that a grade three sprain is significant. It is one of the worst. It's not, it's not the one, well, sorry. It's not guaranteed that it is cut all the way through and he is having surgery and needs to repair it. It's possible. But this is a long-term thing. If this was a team who was pushing for the playoffs, I could see an eight-week return for Desmond Bain. But they are not. They are not. The 22nd of March is like nine weeks. Yes, that is three weeks past the six weeks of evaluation. There is a chance that he comes back for those final few weeks of the season. But this is when we talk about shutdowns. It's not a fake injury. This is a legitimate injury. That These ankle sprains, to get actually back to normal, it is, uh, without exaggeration, eight months. Right, that is without exaggeration. You watch anyone who has these sort of ankle injuries, and when they rush back, which they do in sport all the time, they are not the same player for a long period of time. A long period of time. So rushing him back six weeks, eight weeks to play subpar risk re-injury is pointless. This shit needs so much time to recover from, like a very long time. So I don't think there is, I honestly think that there is way more likely that Desmond Bain is out for the whole season than that he plays a game in February. There's no way, or honestly in March. So I don't, I just think that it's done for him. You get a. I think you get an update at the start of March saying, upon further reevaluation, uh, two more weeks for his next test, and then two more weeks, and sorry, he's done. That's there's just no reason to push him back. That's my that's my guess. That's why that date is set the way it is. I've got Marcus Smart set to around the start of March. I think there's more of a chance of him coming back, but I also think that he's at risk of not playing rest of season two at some point. Santiel Dama's dealing with a um, ankle problem. I I think people um. I think people are a little more, much higher on Santi than what I am. I just think people think that he's this untapped legend and fantasy god, and I don't think any of those things are true. He does have a real shot, right? If Jaron is out, it's going to be him and um, Tillman playing, and it's not hard to be better than David Roddy, but he is. I just don't think that he's just this game-changing guy. You can definitely roster him, but he's dealing with this injury too. Like, he is fine to have in 12 10 I haven't really spoken about him much because he's out as well, but he is fine. LaRavia is dealing with an ankle problem. He actually showed his first signs of promise in that last game. He's out at least three weeks. He will come back, I'm pretty certain. And then Derek Rose with his second like thigh injury of the season. He might be back next week. How long until Derek Rose's season is over though? I don't mind Rose as a short-term 12-team league guy when he, re- when he returns because Jacob Gilliard's not it. But I don't see that lasting for Derek at all. They are in real strife, this team. like And expect... A lot of random. Expect the whatever the version of a uh, Justin Manea is, uh, a Genith and Williams to be populating this roster towards the end of the season. 
Just look at the Blazers' end of last season. That's what I expect the Grizzlies to be this year. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. We know that there are so many supply chain issues of many items across the world, but medications are one of the more serious ones. Obviously, and antibiotics can be that as well. That anyone in your family can get sick at any point, whether it is someone said you've got to say um, the URTIs in an American accent. Now I say respiratory tract infections. What does American? What do you Americans say? Respiratory. Respiratory. That's what you say, isn't it? Okay. So um, antibiotics. The five antibiotics that Jace Case provides can treat things like bacterial illnesses, like urinary tract infections, respiratory tract infections, for antibiotics, sinusitis, skin infections. Any of this stuff can happen to any of us. So having this stuff at home, not having to deal with the concerns of like absences of medications as common as you think as amoxicillin, it's happening across the world. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Okay, we're not going to get this done in 30 minutes because I spoke too long. Let's talk about this Miami Heat team and I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you what to expect here. I think we are going to get Jimmy Butler back today. How long that lasts for is anybody's guess, but I think he's back today. I also thought Kevin Love would return today, but he is not. So Love has now missed the last two games with a knee issue, and that takes him away from streaming. Now, they did rule Jaime Huckers out of Monday's game. They're on the road for Monday against the Nets and then Wednesday against the Raptors. If this is actually a groin strain, there's no way he's playing on Wednesday. They said it was day-to-day, but I would expect that Huckers probably doesn't play this week, but all they've said so far is he won't be on the plane to Brooklyn and he's day-to-day. But if it comes out and says grade one strain, that's a two-weeker, and you, you know that's where you'll be with Huckers. And in a points league, I'd be more than happy to drop him. In a category, that's going to depend on a lot of different situations. But is this team ever going to be healthy? The answer is probably no. Kyle Lowry also popped up as doubtful. He played yesterday 26 minutes. So is this the wrist problem, or is this a bullshit rest? I'm going to guess it's a rest wrist, and it's not real. That's my guess. Um, but yeah, but this team continues to be flying under the radar for the more annoying teams for injuries. We are really close to the end period of the initial Jay Crowder timeline on his groin surgery. In fact, it's sort of basically sitting right here where we are. I don't think he's back on Wednesday. We just heard nothing about it. So maybe he can be back the following Wednesday, the 24th of January. But his return is coming. And that's going to put some sort of a dent in Bob Portis, maybe in Leaky Beasley as well. They've only got a two-game week and we're not adding Jay Crowder, but he will have impact on other players, maybe even someone like an Andre Jackson. Minnesota, very clean. Just Jalen Clark, who we're expecting still for March, and I don't expect him to actually play a game for the Wolves this season. The Pelicans, also pretty clean. Matty Ryan with the elbow issue probably keeps him out for the rest of this month. He played a lot at the start of the season when everyone was out. They're not out anymore, so it doesn't matter. The New York Knicks. Jason Jason Brunson? No, that's uh, his non-union uh, Caucasian equivalent. Jalen Brunson has a calf contusion. He missed the game on Saturday. He is out again on Monday. So the Juice McBride stream is plopping along. Um, could it possibly be that he was overworked with minutes? Who knows? He played 39 minutes the game before against the Mavericks. Who's the, is that the game he played 22 in the first half? I think it is. Hmm, Okay. Anyway, hopefully this is nothing serious. They're just calling it a contusion. A lot of times teams will call something a contusion. They go, actually, there's a grade one strain in there because uh, they love lying. That's what they do. And the Knicks are definitely definitely one of the most transparent uh, teams in the NBA. Very transparent. So, yeah, that's a little worrying. Um, but Juice does become a streamer. And then we got the news that Mitchell Robinson's DPE was um, declined, meaning that he can play this season. 
that eight to 10 week timeline, I think is bullshit. And I don't think he's going to be back. I'd expect him back around uh, the beginning of April, maybe end of March, which is not going to matter for most of us in fantasy. And your Isaiah Hartenstein uh, roster moves can feel a bit more secure. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has popped up with a knee sprain for today's game uh, on the Monday. They've got a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. I'd be pretty surprised if Shea sat both of those. I think he probably does sit on Monday. And then we really look at Giddy, obviously there, Kaysen Wallace, Trey Mann maybe, who is very much rising to the top of my list of players who are definitely being traded. Not that I think it matters that much, but I do think that Trey Mann will be traded somewhere. It could matter. Oh, hang on. If Trey Mann went to Memphis, I don't know why he would. I don't know what they would. I don't know what they would give back because the Thunder want a big man. They don't really have many. Would they, Tillman? Hmm. He would be huge on that team without Desmond Bain. Very interesting. Don't stash him or anything. Very interesting. The Orlando Magic Franz Wagner. Ankle injury, still, I'm going to rule him out for the Monday-Wednesday game. Maybe he's back Friday or Sunday. Not sure. Gary Harris with his calf. I've got a similar return date. I think that one might last a little bit longer. Gaz has notoriously been a long healer, and he's had a long history of soft tissue injuries in his lower body, so that might push back a little bit more. It's taken us a while to get here, but here we are with Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is back. Is he going to play tomorrow on the back-to-back against Nikola Jokic, or is he going to duck him again? I don't know. They've got two back-to-backs this week. Terrible schedule. So how much does Embiid actually play? But the big news that we actually got, and I said this the other day, talking about D'Anthony Melton playing 25 minutes in that game on um, whatever it was, uh, on Friday. I said, are they keeping his minutes low because the back's an issue? And the answer is yes. The back has flared up again. He has been ruled out for at least the next week, and we've got a return of the 25th of January. We are in a position here that if he is actually out and that is a recurrent problem and then he's limited in minutes that holding him there, as much as I love DeAnthony Melton, not certain you need to do it. Not certain you need to do it. Bob Covington, Mo Bamba, Ken Lofton and Jaden Springer all missed today's game. There's possibilities they're back for the next one tomorrow, but the majority of those guys, Bumper matters a little bit, especially if Embiid is out, but they don't matter a huge amount for most of our purposes. The Phoenix Suns, only a couple of injuries there at the moment. Um, Damian Lee's been out most of the season. Maybe he's back later on. And the other one is Bol, who's actually been playing really well, but he's got foot soreness. We know he's been plagued with foot issues throughout his career. He missed Sunday's game. We're going to have him questionable for Tuesday. He was like a 14-team stream option when he played. And with him out, you get a guy like Chemezi Metu, get a little bit of a bump there. For the Blazers, I don't really know how to approach this because everyone was out last game. And how real is it? I don't know. Aiton, Grant, Sharp, Brogdon, Thibel, Budgie all missed last game, but no word on any of them being long-term. The ones that I know aren't long-term are Jeremy Grant and Matisse Thibel because they're illnesses. Maybe they miss a couple, but there's no like structural issue. It's an illness. Aiton has missed a million games in a row. At some point, surely he is back either Wednesday, Friday against the uh, Nets and the Pacers. But we are really we know the, the time frame. We know the game plan for this team. They've done it for years that once we hit the middle of March, end of March, Aiton's not going to play. Grant's not going to play if he's even on this team. Thibault's not going to play. Brogdon's not going to be on this team. Um, Sharp will play a bit. Then he'll shut down. Simons will play a bit. Then he'll shut down towards the end of March. This is what will happen on this team. So the guys we look at is Scoot will play through, right? No problem with that. And he was amazing with the volume yesterday. The efficiency, not so much. Um, Dwop Reith will be a great guy. End of season, Jabari Walker will be pretty strong. I wouldn't even rule out Chris Murray having a little bit of a crack at value and he plays 40 minutes a night for two weeks. That'll be possible too because they will sit a bunch of blokes down the end of the season. The guys we really look at are Scoot, Walker, Reith as the guys who I think are going to have pretty locked in value and Tamani Kamara, but he's not a great per minute producer. 
As for these guys, Aiton, Grant, Sharp, Brogdon, Thibault, Budgie, like who knows? I don't know whether they're going to play on Wednesday or not. I would expect that. I'd love to get more information on this Sharp groin injury because now he's missed two in a row. Am I just going to rule him out another two weeks? Maybe. He's really quickly moving into droppable territory here, Shaden Sharp, if he's not there already. Keegan Murray hurt his hip yesterday. Uh, they called it hip irritation. At this point, I'm just listing him questionable for Tuesday, but wouldn't be shocked if he misses the week. He's already missed a little bit of time earlier this season. Um, just keep an eye on that, but we don't have any official word on his uh, status. The San Antonio Spurs, just a couple of injuries here. It's Zach Collins with the ankle. Probably a couple more weeks there for Zach. We're looking at around the 27th of January for a return there. And with him out, it's the Trojan Domibalo. And then we go to Mamakulashvili on the days that uh, Wembenyama sits. They've got a back-to-back coming up Friday, Saturday. And I do think that Wemby sits that one. But then they've got another back-to-back 26th, 27th of January. And I think Wemby might play as long as there's no setbacks. And hopefully he gets his minutes bumped up as well. CD Sissoko is dealing with an ankle problem. I think at some point he might get a role this season. But I'm also fairly confident it's not going to matter for most of us. Toronto, Jakob Pertl, we're looking towards the end of January um, as a return for him. Obviously, we've seen Thad Young starting. It was Jonte Porter last game who got the big bump with Thad Young in foul trouble. So let's see how it all looks on Monday there. Um, we've got Pertl returning around the 26th of January. Great A Dick, the prestige penis, probably underreported just how shit he's been this season, like dreadfully bad. It um, helps a bit that the guy picked ahead of him, Jet Howard, has been worse, but they've both been dreadful. Absolutely terrible from their performance this season. Dick doesn't really matter for fantasy. Porter dealing with a knee injury. That's Otto Porter. He doesn't really matter. And the sickest man in the world, Christian Coloco. Is he even going to play this season? This is a lost season. I feel really sorry for him because this is must be debilitating. And then the last two teams, nothing. Utah, no injuries. Good for them. Washington, also no injuries. Also good for them. One of those teams is playing well and one of them is Washington. And that... Oh, we got out of it relatively quickly. 33 minutes. Guys, be a double banger. Come across, watch the video, listen on the audio, thumb it up, leave your comments down below. You know all the ways to do it. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.